Welcome to the Dawn of Hope podcast, another 30 Days of Hope. Um, please go to the website if you're not there already, mydawnofhope.org slash blog. And you can read along with the blog as you listen to the podcast. There's a podcast player on the same blog post. So we're here with my sister, Joanna, again. Hello. Um, and you wrote a blog based off of Galatians 2.20. Um, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, so what caused you to pick that verse when you were talking about writing about hope? Well, it's actually the verse of the day today. And I was awake at like 1 o'clock in the morning this morning, and I read it. The verse of the day where? Oh, on Bible Gateway. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was reading it, and I just kind of had, I guess, an epiphany or revelation of just like, oh... I was crucified with Christ, therefore, all the, like, stuff that I deal with, all my insecurities and everything are crucified with Christ, and I just got a big revelation out of it, and that brings hope. And it says, you know, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And one of the things that I like about that verse is that it's not, like, it's not talking about, like, Christ lives in you and you no longer live, like, Jesus possessed you and you are now Jesus. (laughs) That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about, like, in the eyes of God. He sees you as Jesus. He yeah. sees you as perfect and all of those things. Um, so what, the way that you say that is what this means by being crucified with Christ is that our fallen nature was nailed to the cross for our freedom. It means stepping back and letting what Jesus did on the cross be enough. Um, and that's like such a good like point blank way of saying it. It's just our fallen nature, so all the stuff that we're embarrassed about, ashamed about, mm-hmm. all that stuff really just doesn't exist in God's view. Like, yeah. It still exists in our view. That's why we're embarrassed or whatever. But you don't have to be anymore because it, it's it gone. It's covered. Like, God sees you as Jesus who is perfect. Yeah. And that's kind of what I say just right after that. It's just that, like, it's, like, the old me, the fearful me, the anxious me, the nervous me, the insecure me, the me that had to be perfect. Like, that was all crucified. And it died on the cross and lost all of its power over me. Yeah. So... And it lost all of it. Like, I think that's a thing that, like, you know, there's a big part of our society today that's like, oh, you have anxiety, or you have, mm-hmm. um, or you are an insecure person, or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just a nervous person, I'm just nervous about everything. And it's like, we talk about it like it's a condition, but it's a choice. It's like, yeah. now some people might be more predisposed to being anxious, or some people might be more, you know what I mean? Like, Based off of past things, they might have yeah, like hurts in their heart or something that caused them or to be. There might be a personality part of you that is insecure, and that's just you're more insecure than the average person. But you still have the ability to overcome insecurity. It's not yeah. a condition that takes over, and you just can't be confident in yourself. Like it's impossible. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I used to be so shy and insecure that I refused to talk to anybody. <laughs> and then I had to make the choice that I was going to overcome that. See, so podcasts and, are good because you're, like, talking to people, but you don't have to talk to people. They just, like, listen afterwards. I think that's valid. See? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not really terrified of talking to people anymore. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Should have started the podcast earlier. Fine. <laughs> um, so you said this means that you are no longer the one trying to get everything right Trying to get clean enough to come to the Father. That's not how it works anymore. So, this is just really good. Like, it's point, 
It's to the point. It's like you don't have to be perfect to talk, to come to God for things. Yeah. That was a big thing. I remember when I was a kid, and like, I don't think mom and dad ever taught us this, but it was just a thing that was in my head where I'd pray something over and over because I felt like I was getting the wording wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's funny. That's not a thing. <laughs> like, God is like, I know what you mean, dude. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, where that was kind of coming from in my head when I wrote this was just like, I mean, you know this about me, but like, I've always felt the need to be perfect in something. Like, whether it was soccer, I wanted to be the best. And whether it was grades, I wanted to get the best grades, get the highest grades, and just everything. And so, I don't know how... Well, I mean, I guess I wrote it down. But, like, God took... Or Jesus took all of that on the cross so that I would stop having to try to be perfect. Yeah. And we still do our best, but it it means that you you don't have to be ashamed of yourself when you don't reach perfection because you're never going to. Yeah. Like, you can still shoot for it because that's, you know, you want to get the best results that you can get out of things and all that stuff. Like, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be, like, you talked about soccer, you're not going to be Ronaldo or something yeah. if you're <laughs> slow, you know? Like, it's just... It's not going to happen. <laughs> but you can be the best you can be, but you can't take that on yourself. That's, that's a great analogy because people would, like, people would think it was ridiculous. Like, if I tried to play in the NFL, it wouldn't go well because I'm small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but no one would look at me and be like, that is ridiculous. I can't believe you aren't good, as good as Julio Jones in football or something. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's like God sees you through a totally different lens and doesn't compare you to whatever. It's like, exactly. I'm not as good as him at football, but... I have this other gifting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the way that God looks at it, and that's the way that you need to look at it. Like, God's not, like, out here, look, I, he's not as good of an evangelist as this person, or a preacher as this person, or, mm-hmm. like, a high schooler's like, oh, he's more social than I am, or she's more social than I am. It's like, yeah. it does not matter. <laughs> and, like, I mentioned that, or sort of mentioned it, it's on the same topic, obviously, but, like, God didn't create us to be perfect. He created us human. And yeah. of course we messed up, but obviously we weren't perfect in the first place because we did mess up. Um, well, he had to give us free will because he, exactly. like, true love and relationship can't happen without free will. It's like mm-hmm. the kidnapper and the hostage. It's like... <laughs> the hostage <laughs> has could, nothing. <laughs> you could force your hostage to say that they love you, but they don't. They don't. You. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it, you have to have free will to have a true relationship and free will means the possibility of messing it up and that happened. And one of the really cool things about the whole Bible and the story of the gospel and everything is that God wanted relationship with us relationship with us so badly that he had this whole thousands of years long journey to sacrifice his own son to get that true relationship back. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I can't wrap my mind around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're out here like, you didn't text me back past that. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not calling anyone out about that. Um, this is a really good message of hope just for people to see themselves as through the eyes that God sees them. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, it's impossible to be a perfect anything, much less, you know, like there's some things it's like, you can be a lot closer to perfect at like, you know, 
a skill, like mm -hmm. maybe you're almost a perfect writer or almost a perfect something else. But people get mad at themselves. Like you can't be ashamed or embarrassed that you're not a perfect friend or father or husband or wife or mother. Like, yeah. That stuff isn't, there's so much that encompasses that. To be perfect in that, you would have to be God. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. And so you can't, people can't beat themselves up for stuff like that because it's just literally not going to happen. Yeah. And you can beat yourself all the way to a pulp and there's no, like you have to, like Ivy, who I recorded with earlier, and if you go back to day seven, I posted on day seven, um, she was talking about waking up with a hopeful mindset. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's what you need to do. Like you need to, and, but in that she meant positive mindset. It's like, if you wake up and you're like, I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to do the best I can. Everything's going to be fine. At the end of the day, you're like, I did the best I could at everything. It's, it's great. It was a good day. Like, then you're going to be fine. And you're also going to be more successful through having that mindset. It's like yeah. almost automatic at that point. If your mindset is that positive, then you can't really have like your, this is a sports camp. Your basement gets higher. Like you can't go as low. Does that make sense? Yes. Do I have to explain that? <laughs> yeah. If you're describing how good a, a, a player is in a sport, you give them a basement and a ceiling. A ceiling is like the highest possible outcome, and a basement is the lowest possible outcome. Oh. So if your basement rises, then your lowest possible outcome is a lot higher, which is what I'm saying. Oh, that like, makes sense. If you have a positive attitude all the time, and you have a positive outlook, and you know that God sees you as perfect, and you have confidence in that and all these things then you're, you can only get so low in that day because you're going to find the positive. Because there's positivity in everything. I'm not saying everything that happens is positive. I'm not saying that at all. But there's a positivity in everything. Like, you crash your car and it's total. That in itself is a negative, negative thing. thing. <laughs> Unless you really hate your car, which I would kind of relate to sometimes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but a positive outcome is, all right, I get to get an even better car now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having that mindset can just change your entire change everything and we were talking about the little like I talked about this with Joyce too which I just recorded which I don't know what day it is I don't want to post that but um, the one that she talked about Psalms 103 and it was she was talking we were talking about with her too that all those little interactions that you have during the day that are like really actually neutral but they're either positive or negative depending on how you're feeling at the moment yeah like McDonald's taking too long or getting cut off in traffic, or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you have a positive attitude, you're going to color all those neutral things positive, and yeah. then you're going to have an overall positive day almost every time. You know what I'm saying? When, if you're waking up every morning, just the negative, like, all those things are going to make you mad. Like, you're going to mm -hmm. like, oh my god, the drive through. Why? <laughs> yeah. Although but in reality, if you go to McDonald's, you should expect fast service. Yeah, for <laughs> Waited 20 minutes for a sausage biscuit one time. Watch McDonald's sue us for, like, defamation or anything. No, I hope not. <laughs> I still eat their food. <laughs> oh, yeah. McChickens are delicious. I'm not I'm recommending not. that anyone out there eat a McChicken, because I think that would be just bad health advice, but... But it delicious. tastes good. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just going to read your prayer at the end. Okay. So, in your prayer, you say... Father God, thank you for sending your son to take all my insecurities, fears, and sicknesses on the cross. I know that I am now alive in Christ, and I choose to follow you with boldness and joy. 
I thank you for being my source of hope, for never giving up on me and for never failing to love me again. So what inspired the words that you put into the prayer? You know, take all my insecurities, fears, sicknesses on the cross. I know that I'm now alive in Christ and choose to follow you with boldness and joy. Well, because those are things that I deal with, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, I know that I have insecurities and fears that have have stopped me and I've gotten over them. And then more that are like show up later and are stopping <laughs> me now. <laughs> it's a never ending battle. <laughs> yeah. And then just like with sicknesses, it's just like, you know, the virus and stuff. And yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think that anybody, I'm not like 120% in health, but I'm not like sick, (laughs) (laughs) but I could be better than I am the second. And then just deciding to make a statement and declare that I'm now alive in Christ in Christ and I'm going to follow him with boldness and joy, despite whatever's going on. Yeah. And it just helps to just pray that out loud and to say that out loud. Like, I choose to follow you with boldness and joy. and Because it's an easy thing to, fit, like, read. But then mm-hmm. you say it, and you're like, oh, so I have to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, like, in my bedroom, I have a mirror. It's, like, my full-body mirror or whatever. And on the top of it, since I'm short and I don't need the whole thing, I have the top of it filled <laughs> with things that... Um, like, I declare over myself every single day, and one of them is that I'm bold. One of them is that I'm... Uh, Joyful, ones that I'm fearless, like, confident. It's just all, I mean, it incorporates all of that. (laughs) Yeah, and that's exactly what um, Ivy was talking about, like, get up, start your day with that stuff, Mm -hmm. and it'll color everything, that positive light, and then Mm -hmm. everything is just better that way. (laughs) Like, I can tell the difference. Like, if I forget to do it one morning, I can tell by, like, the end of the day, I'm like, why did today feel so crappy? Yeah. Like, one of the things oh. that I did a long time ago, started doing, is some point during this last football season, uh, one of the team devotionals that I did, I talked about it, and I just started putting, I would put the verses, some verses, in my phone calendar, and they would just go off at different times throughout the day. Like, I have five or six verses every, like every day, they just pop okay. up at a certain time. And it just reminds you, like, of what that verse says. Because it's super easy, like, especially for me, because I forget about things anyway. So trying to remember all that stuff, like, I get caught up in the day, and I'm just doing stuff, and then I hit the end of the day, and I'm like, I didn't even think about reading my Bible. (laughs) You know? And so it's, you have to know yourself a little bit. Like, I'm not the person that's going to wake up at 5 a.m. and read the Bible for an hour, because A, don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. B, I'm a horrible person in the morning, so I'm not going to remember, like, I I don't even remember what I did for the first hour of today, because it takes so long to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just know yourself and figure out a way, like, even if it has to be that, like, phone alarms going off, like, figure out a way to remind yeah. yourself that God's got you and he's gone before you and mm-hmm. he sees you this way and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Remind yourself of the truth of what God actually says, because... Throughout the day, the devil's feeding us lies. Like, you know, you are scared. You are fearful. Like, you're going to get sick or something like that. When in reality, Jesus took all sickness on the cross. We don't have to fear because God's with us. Like, we're made his image. We are fearfully wonderfully made. Like, there are so many more reasons to be confident than there are not to be confident. Yeah. (laughs) But you're you're drawn towards the Mm -hmm. the negative things. (laughs) Which is sadly what, like, everybody else can relate to. Like, our generation, I feel like everyone has some anxiety disorder. I mean, that's obviously (laughs) a blanket statement that isn't fully true. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, there's so many that just...
struggle with anxiety on such a level, and I feel like well, there's a huge. It's easy to fall into on accident. If that even yeah, makes there's sense. a lot of glory, I think, in being a victim of something, and that's not to say that everyone that has some issue going on is like consciously oh, yeah. trying to be a victim. I don't but, think that people do that. <laughs> yeah, but the like, it is a thing where it's like you get empathy and sympathy based off of the negative things that happen to you mm-hmm. as opposed to if you're like I accomplished this great thing like you'll get some congratulations but it's nowhere near the level of support that you get if someone did something bad like yeah. like if I started and I mean money's a little different but it's just an example like if I started to GoFundMe for a really cool house or something that I wanted to buy as opposed to if I started to GoFundMe because I had cancer the cancer one would make so much more money yeah now a lot of that is because it's more important do not die of cancer than just to get a house, but you go up to it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Well, I mean, I was going to say about, like, the anxiety thing. Cause I mentioned the anxiety thing because I found myself um, a few months ago, actually. I was, like, in my room, and I was on some social media platform, and just all these people were talking about their anxiety disorders, and I was like, I feel, like, out of it. Because I don't, and it was like, it took me a second, but I was like, hold on. (laughs) I was like, that's not what God has for me. So the reason I mentioned that was because I have, like, seen the beginning of slipping into that. Yeah. When it's just a choice from where I was standing. Well, and it's really easy, like, to just, like, I don't really deal with that. But even still, sometimes, like, I'll get a... Like, I get the email, and it's like, your electric bill is ready to be paid. And I'm like, that's great. I don't want to pay that. <laughs> and then if it's, like, kind of tight, like, I start to feel that, like, pressure of, like, oh, i got to be careful how much money I spend. And it's like, I do have to be careful how much money I spend, but I don't have to be anxious about it. I can be totally fine. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for another podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 930. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donofoe Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Don of Hope, you can visit mydonofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Don of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.